The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Sons with you alongside my host, former NFL safety J.J. Wilcox. And we are now in week five of the NFL season. Week four has just been completed. Monday Night Football, Seattle over the Giants. J.J., my pick's record for week four was 10-6. and six, So I'll take the four games above 500. Earlier, it was a little bit tougher trying to diagnose these teams but uh nonetheless a successful week for me brother how are things going for you uh things going lovely Uh, i'm enjoying this tuesday uh got a chance to watch some good football this sunday i think my record was going to close to eight and nine wins over maybe Five, four to five losses. I did one, two, three, four, five, maybe five losses. So overall, I feel like I had a pretty good solid week. But overall, man, I'm blessed. I'm excited to be on this podcast with you this week and and excited to talk some football. Well, I'll tell you what, JJ, I'm removing your Dallas Cowboy card, man. You picked against (laughs) them Cowboys. I know it, man. That hurt my soul truly and deeply. But if I had to do that to fuel them up so we can get this momentum to keep building and keep winning, then I have to do that. But I'm, I'm not going against them again, i tell you that much. They made me hush up real quick well, you with bet- the embarrassment uh, <laughs> of the Patriots. You better not, man. That's all I'm going to say, JJ. If not, I'm going to have to kick you off this show, bro. But uh, nonetheless, man, a lot of big-time performances from week four. So for me, my player of the week will get into it. I'm going to go with them Dallas Cowboys. Deron Bland, the cornerback. Now, I interviewed Deron Bland on my podcast this past offseason, talked to him about his progression in that Dan Quinn defense, and he was ready for the challenge to step up in a bigger role. Trevon Diggs goes down. All of a sudden, he was playing nickel, goes to outside corner, and he has a breakout game once again on Sunday against the Patriots. Four total tackles, three solo, three pass defenses, two interceptions with one being returned for a 54-yard touchdown, and He just continues to shine. I think he leads the NFL in interceptions since he entered the league last season. Double digits are close to it. He's a ball hawk. And so, yes, Diggs' injury was a big gut punch to the Dallas defense. But Deron Bland, he is stepping up, and he once again made his presence felt on Sunday. Yeah, he's doing a good job. We didn't know how it was going to look on the other side of Stephon Gilmore. And defensively, we knew that that island with Diggs was there, was very much taken care of in the company for it. But Bland does a good job, man. He has some big shoes to fill. We know he's not going to, uh, you know, 
live up to expectations of Diggs. He's his own person, but he's did a good job of filling in and being a professional coming in and playing some really good football. So a uh, very great pick, and I'm excited for Bland and what his, what he's doing and continue to do. My play of the week, you know, I'm going defensively as well, too. Um, man, this rookie class that we're speaking of, I, last week I spoke of Branch, and um, this rookie class, man, it's another rookie cornerback, the nickelback that's playing some good ball. He played a great game last night. If you had a chance to watch the um, Monday night football game against the Giants, Devon Witherspoon, man, this kid, he came out and his presence was felt from the first from the first play all the way up to the last play. He came in as a cornerback that's really sticking his nose in there, making a difference. He has total, um, seven total tackles, six solos, uh, pick six that was crucial the momentum swing in that game last night and the plastic deflection too. So his presence being felt, you know, not only through that game, but for the last few weeks that he's been doing and the way they've been moving him around. And like I say, for a rookie to get in and doing the things that Branch did last week uh, and then also for Witherspoon to do what he did this week, just command to the amount of talent that's getting into the, you know, the NFL at a younger age now. So uh, Witherspoon, he did a great job of, of, of playing some great football and taking that game underneath his wings and making plays when they came his way. So Devon Witherspoon is my pick for uh, this week. Big interception at the goal line, <clears throat> taking it back for a 96-yard interception return. And physical is something that jumped right off the screen to me. So heck of a player for the Seattle Seahawks, a top five pick. And he showed exactly why he was worth that selection. Now, J.J., we're going to get into week five now. It's going to be an exciting weekend of matchups. It's going to start on Thursday night football Chicago Bears, who are winless right now, 0-4, taking the road to take on the Washington Commanders, who are 2-2. Washington played the Eagles very tough at Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday. Sam Howell looks sharp, 29-41, 290 yards passing, one touchdown. He hung in there in the pocket. And so the Bears, while Justin Fields had himself a strong performance, they still found ways to lose the ball game a lot of things are going on there in Chicago you have the Chase Claypool drama Eberflus is on the hot seat people in Chicago want him out right now Washington is simply the better team they have been impressive even in their losses I mean of course they got blown out by the Buffalo Bills but nonetheless they have been on the rise Eric Bieniemy is dialing up some good things offensively you're getting Brian Robinson going so I will take the Washington Commanders here on Thursday Night Football to defeat the Chicago Bears by a score of 27-17, to 17, J.J. Yeah, I'm with you on that as well, too. The Commanders, they did a really good job last week. That game kind of was up in the air for both of them in a sense, but the Commanders did a good job. Sam Howell did a good job of showing some great composure. Um, uh, Brian Robinson did a good job of running the ball to combat that as well. Terry Mc. Mac, uh, Mac, Mac did a good job of catching the ball and doing some things. Curtis Samuel, too. So I like the commanders and the way they are going. It was a good, hard-fought game against a very good football team in Philly, in Philly as well, too. So give me the commanders to take care of business against the Chicago Bears. We have another game across the pond on Sunday, 8.30 a.m. Central Time kickoff, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I noted last week, they just have a way for winning in London and they knocked off those Falcons and now they're going to play a much stiffer team in the Buffalo Bills coming off a dominant win over the Dolphins 48-20 we both picked the Bills last week and we were right with that one Josh Allen 320 yards passing four touchdowns Diggs 
a sensational performance. Six receptions, 120 yards, three touchdowns. And so now they take on a struggling Jacksonville offense, JJ, that hasn't yeah, quite yeah. gotten going. Lawrence only 207 pass yards and a touchdown on Sunday against the Falcons. They look like they're stuck in the mud. This is not a good team <clears throat> to go against while your offense is not humming. And so for those reasons, I'm going to go Buffalo Bills here all day. JJ, Buffalo's defense is rising to the task. They did yeah. lose Tredavious White to a torn Achilles, which is very unfortunate. But that defensive front with Greg Rousseau is still very strong at Oliver. So give me the Bills to get after Lawrence, flush him out of the pocket, and offensively, Josh Allen, ever since that stinker in week one, he's gotten going. Ken Dorsey's dialing up some good plays as well. Give me the Buffalo Bills to win this one, 31-20 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I'll pick it back off of what you said about Josh Allen, that offense, what they're doing offensively with uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen just playing the ball that we always knew he was capable of doing. Um, he's not beating himself. He's giving what they've got. They have enough talent around him to where he doesn't have to make those those dip wrist, those wrist throws down the field, which is a 50-50 ball when you got guys that can go out here and make the catches and make the contested catches and also run after the catch and, and also the offensive line to get the running game going too. So with all of that being said, Jacksonville Jaguars, and Jacksonville Jaguars did a good job of also stopping a good running team in Atlanta. Um, let's not push over the fact that, yeah, Atlanta may have some hiccups some things here and there, but they're a great football team, offensively, defensively, and special teams too. And for that front, the way the Jacksonville Jaguars play, show you that they do have the capability of getting things done. But I'm with you as well, Josh Allen. That defense right now is humming. Uh, I think they may have heard the noise from the first game to really look themselves in the mirror find out who they are, and they did that. They, they accepted the blows from the first game, and they came in and stepped up and did some great things offensively, defensively, is also special teams too. So give me Buffalo Bills to take care of business here against Jacksonville. Texans, Falcons, both 2-2, two and two, J.J. I know you've been riding with your home team, Falcons. This time, I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. Arthur Smith announced yesterday that Desmond Ritter will remain the starting quarterback. You and I had some conversations about that. Uh, but Desmond Ritter just hasn't really been able to get going offensively. He looks hesitant to throw the ball down the field. Two costly interceptions. One that was taken back for an interception return for a touchdown. And Houston... They're looking dangerous with Demeco Ryans defensively. You got Jalen Petrie and Jimmy Ward back, and that secondary is playing good despite losing Derek Stingley on injured reserve. Stroud is playing out of his mind as a rookie. Nico Collins, you got Damian Pierce going last week. So give me the Houston Texans to go on the road to get another victory to move to 3-2, 24-17. I like the Houston Texans here. Hey, I told you about H-Town. As much as I don't want to like to talk about H-Town and being in my Dallas Cowboys, Texas, uh, Dallas, Texas, but I called the game, called the win last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. When you got a defensive-minded coach like they have and the players and the pieces that they have from Jimmy Ward uh, to the draft pick and Anderson and everybody else on the outside, Stingley coming in in his second uh, year as well, coming on strong. And these guys are playing ball. We all knew it was a matter of time for it to start clicking. C.J. Stroud is doing a good job of, of showing why he was a top-caliber pick coming out of the draft. Uh, Damian Pierce picking off what he's left off of, doing what he does, is getting the hard arm, hard arm runs in the middle outside zone as well too and the receivers are stepping up for him too so um as much as i want to pick my dirty birds my falcons i like what houston is going the direction there is going defensively i feel like for the falcons we got to find a way to counter uh counter attack 
from a offensive standpoint when it comes to when the running game is not as strong or they are stacking the box. We have to find a way to make plays, one-on-one matchups to do that. And we have the talent on paper to do what we have to do. Now we just got to find a way to and to make it come to life um, on the field. So give me Houston here this week to take care of business against the Falcons. Panthers 0-4 at the Lions 3-1. I don't have to say much about this one. The Panthers are clearly going through some growing pains with Bryce Young. The Lions just absolutely curb stomped the Green Bay Packers on Thursday Night Football. Physical team, and that starts with Dan Campbell. Jared Goff was decent on Thursday, but David Montgomery running with that physicality and defensively, they are just pummeling their opposition right now Bryce Young he is going to be in for a rude awakening against that hard-hitting Lions defense I'll keep it short here JJ give me the Lions 31-14 over Carolina I think they take care of business rather easily yeah I'm with you man if you watch any of that game uh last last week with the Lions did physically as a physical team and they just went out there and just played hard-nosed physical football that's been overlooked for a while now in this league but we all know when it comes to playing in this league and doing what we have to do you showed me a good physical offensive line a team that could run the ball and they could spread you out evenly and could burn on third downs and in the fringe red zone um I'll show you a team that's going to be successful for all those reasons give me the Lions Titans at Colts, JJ. Both of these teams, two and two. It's an AFC South clash. Tennessee surprised me by dominating the Cincinnati Bengals 27 to 3 at home. Both of us picked the Bengals. The Titans had something to say about that. DeAndre Hopkins went off. King Henry once again reminding all of us that he is still one of the most dominant running backs in the game. Also throwing another touchdown on that goal line play. And Anthony Richardson, the Colts got off to a slow start. They, they came from behind against the Rams, fell short. But with all that being said, I like Tennessee here to win a very close ball game because of that veteran leadership they have with Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Jeffrey Simmons on defense. I think they win by three here, JJ, in a close game. Mike Vrabel's going to have his team ready to go. Yeah, uh, Tennessee Titans got back to what they're doing. And like you say, Darren Heron did a good job of doing what he does, and that's running inside, outside zones, uh, making the first two guys miss. And um, Tannehill is doing a good job of spreading the ball in divisionally too, uh, to the players that he have as well. So all of those reasons, I like what, what Verbal's doing and cooking up over here. He's going back to his DNA, and they're going back defensively, doing some things and scheming things up to where um, showing the two high shell, but still playing some single high defenses behind it. And I think it's showing and letting those guys be the best version that they have and be, be themselves too. So give me Tennessee as well. Giants 1-3 at Dolphins 3-1. and one. Now, after we saw just how bad and inept the Giants were again on a primetime game, J.J., this is going to be a route for a Miami team that is coming off a thrashing where they lost the Buffalo by 20-plus points, and it's crazy because they had just beaten the Broncos 70-20 to the week prior. So this is another game that they're probably thinking, get right, Mike McDaniel, Tua is coming off a stinker. They have a Giants team that is just so dysfunctional on both sides of the ball. Their offensive linemen can't block very well. Daniel Jones was sacked 11 times, so I don't need to go on much further. Saquon's still hurt. I'm not sure he's going to be back. He has a high ankle sprain. Miami will have a field day here, JJ, 37-20. to Give me the Miami Dolphins over the New York Giants. Yeah, I I just don't. 
get it from what I've seen last night and, and the last few weeks with the Giants offensive defensively. I, I just don't understand. We're talking about a team that was in the playoff that actually won a playoff game. And for them to come out and just fumble and stumble uh, the way they have over these last few weeks has kind of been disheartening in a sense. But um, they better get it together real quick. Just like my, uh, just like the Miami Dolphins put up seven against the Broncos, this this can go either way um, with this with this team and the way they are, they've been playing ball. Yeah, they took an L last week uh, to a good Buffalo Bills team, but that's a conference type of time, game as well too. Um, but just just give me Miami here to take care of business, and I hope the Giants are able to kind of get it together and um, eventually keep it close. I don't. I hope they don't get it together. <laughs> but uh, you know that, man. It's all about them Cowboys. I don't like the Absolutely. Giants. But uh, next game here, JJ, Saints-Patriots. This is an interesting game because the Saints are coming off a very underwhelming performance. Offensively, Pete Carmichael, there's a lot of issues offensively. Patriots, they're in the same boat. They just got thumped by them Dallas Cowboys. And so now they're back at home 1-3. and three. JJ, I'll give you the stage here. What are you thinking? Who are you rolling with in this matchup, New Orleans or New England? I think it's going to come down to uh, the quarterback play. Um, I just think right now, Mac Jones has a lot going on. Belichick is not used to being in this situation. He's always usually one to kind of dialing things up from a winning winning uh, perspective as well as percentages as well, too. And he had to look himself and figure out where they're going to go. And I just don't know which way they can go offensively with the running game. The offensive line is not as strong up front at point of attack. And then outside, there's nobody out there really that can beat you one-on-one with deep threats. And I think the Saints have enough in their um in their bags to kind of get what they need defensively with the defensive front that they have as well too offensively yeah they're not putting up the numbers that you might think they may need to but i think with the pieces that they have i think the saints have enough to get it done here it's going to be a close one in the type of in a, in a very tough environment up in in foxborough but i like the Saints here just overall as a team to get it done i have to agree with you i was leaning towards the new england patriots to win this game at home because of that defense, but they just have a lot of questions offensively, as do the Saints, but the losses of Matt Judon and Christian Gonzalez, JJ, those are massive blows to that Patriots defense, and without those two game changers, now you have a Saints offense that has Alvin Kamara back in the fold, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know Derek Carr is not fully healthy from that AC joint sprain that he's playing through, but despite that, New Orleans, I think, has enough firepower offensively to go into New England and to beat an offensive team in New England right now that just can't get things going. Mac Jones, 
is having a hard time moving the ball down the field. So give me the Saints here, 23-21 in a close game. I think New Orleans is able to get the job done on the road and bounce back for themselves. Now we have an AFC North clash, Ravens 3-1 at the Steelers 2-2. Steelers once again shat the bet offensively. Kenny Pickett has a bone bruise. His status is up in the air, so we may see Mitchell Trubisky get the start for Pittsburgh. The Ravens, meanwhile, surprised you and I, JJ, because we both picked the Browns. Now, granted, we didn't know Deshaun Watson was going to be inactive with that shoulder injury, so we have to give ourselves some grace there. But Baltimore, that offense got going. Todd Munkin is cooking now. Lamar Jackson looked like he's gaining more confidence offensively in a rhythm. And so Baltimore... They're looking scary again. They're, they're getting yep. guys back from the injury report. So give me Baltimore here, 26-20. It's going to be a typical smash-mouth matchup. Pittsburgh will keep it close with that defense. They play with pride, especially after that performance in Houston. But with Pickett hurt, with Canada struggling with that offense, and now Trubisky may get the call, too much uncertainty there. Give me Baltimore to win on the road. Yeah, um, if you had a chance to watch to watch that game against the Cleveland Browns, it's a very good, um, the number one defense in the NFL. The Ravens did what Lamar does. He's been himself. He took what they gave him. Um, he dinked and dunked. Second along in some situations, he, convert, he, he converted it. Uh, Mark Andrews is doing what he's doing. He's been his, 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 his number one goal target, and he's living up to his expectations as well, too. And in the red zone, they converted and got points. That's huge. Anytime in the NFL you get in the red zone, if we can walk away with three or a touchdown, that's a win in our category as well, too. So the run game is efficient, and with so many good runners that they have, they can do so many different things. So give me Baltimore Ravens as well, too, against the Steelers team that's struggling right now. Bengals 1-3. That's another surprise, J.J. They just got their butts kicked by the Titans. Only one win on the season, and even at that, it was by a field goal over the Rams at home. Now, they go play the Cardinals team that's 1-3, but the Cardinals have been battling all season. Should probably have two wins after they blew that lead to the Giants, but they continue to push their opponent. They were in on the Niners for a little bit on Sunday, and so they don't show reluctance to compete and show up under Jonathan Gannon and the Bengals. I know Joe Burrows is hurt and his calf isn't 100%, but... I don't know if you can blame that all on that, J.J. They just look out of sync offensively. They have so much firepower and offense to be looking that anemic. And, ah, man, it, it's hard for me to pick the Cincinnati Bengals right now because of those reasons, but I'm still going to roll with them here. 27-24 on the road. They have too much talent not to win this game. And if they do lose, J.J., it's going to be a tough journey ahead for the Bengals to pick themselves up especially in a very tough AFC North so this is a gotta have it game and that's why I'm going to go with the Bengals here I I agree with you um it's definitely some 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 things to kind of keep keep our eyes on and watch with with the uh with the few weeks that's coming moving forward with the Bengals um they're too good of a team uh offensively and defensively uh to kind of be going through the scrub as they go but hey it's still early in the season it's the first quarter of the season and um but I'm gonna go with Josh Dobbs I'm gonna ride the Cardinals uh bandwagon this week at home uh we've seen what they did uh, to to uh, to a very good Dallas Cowboys team who who was who was on the rise of some great wins and doing some great things and for some reason the Cardinals found a way to kind of get it done with their home in front of their crowd so give me Josh Dobbs 
to upset the Bengals here at home with the dub. So sound the sirens upset alert right there for JJ <laughs> going with Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals over the Bengals. And yeah, I'm tempted to go Arizona too by the way the Bengals are playing, but I'm going to see what Cincinnati's made out of this week. Time will tell. Eagles, Rams, JJ, Philly 4-0 escaping that OT win over the Commanders. The Rams getting a win in overtime as well. They're 2-2. Two and two. And as much as I want to sound the upset alarm and have the Rams over the Eagles, right now the Eagles, they're just, even though they're not playing quite clean football on both sides of the football, it's hard to pick against that Jalen Hurts-led offense when you have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift, and then that offensive line that just pummels every single front seven it seems like they're playing. It's hard to pick against the Eagles, and even though it hurts my soul to go with the Eagles so often, but give me the Philadelphia Eagles to defeat the Rams 34-23, despite Matthew Stafford playing some really good football to go along with the rookie receiver Puka Nakua. Yeah, I'm with you on that. The Rams, surprisingly, has played some really, really good football defensively as well. We know they're a two-high shell look for Raheem Morris. And what he loves is he makes offenses drive the ball consistently down the field. We're not going to give up the deep throws, not going to do this and do different things. But with the Philadelphia Eagles, um, they have ways to draw you up to get you out of those two-shell defense with the way they run the ball with the RPO style and and, the and the split gap screen that they run offensively up front as well, too. And Swift, man, I'm telling you, this guy is a game changer for them. He's a guy that can split out wide and catch the ball. And he also can run between tackles and run strong and has great vision with the offense line that's powered the way that Philly does. And then defensively, we know what Philly brings. Uh, so all of these reasons as well, too, as much as it hurt me to say this, give me Philadelphia to go to L.A. and take care of business. Jets 1-3 at the Broncos 1-3. This is a grudge match going back from when Sean Payton called out Nathaniel Hackett when he took over the job, saying it was one of the worst coaching jobs. Well, I mean, he doesn't have much to say after that 70-20 blowout loss. And things were about to get worse for Denver until they came from behind and beat the Bears on Sunday to get their first win for Sean Payton. But man, both of these teams, JJ, it's been kind of ugly because of the pressure mounting from the fan bases. I will say, Zach Wilson showed some signs of life on Sunday Night Football, which is very encouraging for the Jets and their fans. But the Broncos, this could be an opportunity and a potential game to propel them forward, JJ, with Sean Payton finally getting that locker room to buy in. Russell Wilson has looked pretty darn good. Even though that defense has been off the the hinge with Vance Joseph, Denver's offense has not been the issue. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton are starting to develop that traction with Russell Wilson. So give me Denver here at home to get the victory 24-17. I know the Jets have a nasty defense as well, but Russell Wilson is starting to prove his doubters wrong. And Sean Payton, I think, definitely has this team headed in the right direction. Yeah, I was very proud of what the Broncos did. They came out um, and responded to adversity the way they should do and what they're capable of. You know, Sean Payton, he's a great Hall of Fame coach. Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks uh, to do it in a decade in the area that he's been doing. He's been doing it at a very high level for a while now. So we knew it was just a matter of time to click. 
I like what the Jets do defensively, and I think defensively, defense defense wins games. And for that reason, I'm going to go Jets. I think Zach Wilson does enough to get it done. I think the Broncos' defense is still a handicap for them in a sense to get them where they want to go. I think offensively is going to help with Russell playing some good football. But I think the Jets' defense um, is a little hungry, a little frustrated, and I think they're going to take their frustration out in mile high and take care of business. So give me the Jets here. Chiefs at Vikings, Kansas City 3-1. The Vikings picking up their first win of the season in a very close game in Carolina. They're 1-3. And And I'm tempted to go with the upset pick here of Minnesota over Kansas City, especially after that display from Patrick Mahomes. He does not play very well, turning the ball over a couple of times against the Jets' defense. But Minnesota, defensively, they just, after showing some positive signs, They just haven't really been able to lock it in. Yes, they got a couple of turnovers on Bryce Young, but Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense is a different beast. And so I have a hard time picking against the Chiefs, so I will roll with Kansas City in a shootout, though, 38-31. I think the Chiefs go into Minnesota. It'll be a hostile environment. Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, who's been playing some good football, is going to keep the Vikings very much into this ballgame and give them a shot to pull off the upset, but Kansas City will sneak away in the end, and so that's why I have them winning in such a high score, 38-31, J.J., but man, Minnesota, though, they're going to press Kansas City. Yeah, they're going to make Kansas City unreveal their hands and make them do some things that they might not be normal doing. We know that Mahomes, the caliber caliber player that he is, we know what Kelsey brings. We know defensively what they're going to bring. But also, we got to we got to shake out some rings and some different things and find to get the ball. I think the guy for me that's going to stand out for me and make me help the decision is, I guess, my. I love Nigeria McKinnon going back to his team where he initially started with the Minnesota Vikings. I think he's going to be a key piece to help them piece and get this dub here in Minnesota. So give me the Chiefs. Give me Jared McKinnon going back to where he originated uh, with the Minnesota Vikings and taking care of his, his, his old team. All right, now Sunday Night Football, the big one. I think this <sighs> this game was circled by a lot of schedule makers entering the 2023 season. The 3-1 Dallas Cowboys taking on the 4-0 San Francisco 49ers. These two historical franchises, you know this is a game that everybody is going to be tuned into. Primetime Sunday Night Football. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys against Brock Purdy and the 49ers. JJ, this is one to get hyped up for. I, for one, am very nervous about this matchup because the Niners have had the Cowboys number the last couple of years and they've given them some grueling playoff losses and a lot to look at in this game. San Francisco with their defense, even with Steve Wilkes, still one of the best defenses after losing Demeco Ryans. The Cowboys, too, though, reminding everybody, hey, we're still a top unit despite that egg they laid in Arizona. But, man, J.J., this is going to be a big game, a big test for the Dallas Cowboys, their biggest one of the season, going on the road. You already know, J.J., that I'm going to ride with my Dallas Cowboys here. Yeah. 24 to 20. This Niners team is a juggernaut. I don't know. I have some cautious optimism that the Dallas Cowboys are going to be able to finally get a win against the 49ers. Dan Quinn has studied. He knows Kyle Shanahan so well. They coach together 
And maybe Mm -hmm. the third time is the charm for him to figure out this San Francisco offense. And really, it's mainly about shutting down Christian McCaffrey and finding ways to contain him. You're not going to stop him entirely, but you can limit him, Debo and George Kittle. And offensively, Dak has to be on his A game in in this performance. He has to make throws down the field. He has to limit turnovers, which he's done a good job of this season. Got to get the run game going. Hopefully Tyron Smith can be back as well. Give me the Dallas Cowboys, JJ. I think they're able to get the ground game going. I think Dak puts on a very strong performance, makes some key throws and key moments. And defensively, I think they get to Brock Purdy and turn him over at least two times. And so that's going to be the headline. Give me the Dallas Cowboys. They finally beat the Niners by four, 24-20. Hey, I hear it in your voice, Isaac. I, I do. I can tell you put a lot of time and effort into this decision, man. And you did a great job, too, man, as far as uh, pointing out the key points of what it did. Basically, you took kind of the same thing that I was thinking. We know it's going to come down to quarterback play. It's going to come down to Dak Prescott outplay Brock Purdy. And we know it's a team game. It's a team effort. But it's about the team, the quarterback that makes the less mistakes, and who can go out there and complete drives and put a stress. I feel like the Cowboys can do a good job of putting stress on their defensive mm-hmm. secondary and their, their back seven to make them mm-hmm. wonder and help the pass run out as mm-hmm. well, too. So I, I agree with you. I like the Dallas Cowboys here. I'm going to Dallas Cowboys here. I feel like they have enough. They can do enough great things here to some bring some confusion to Brock Purdy. They can stop the run, figure out some ways to drop some different defensive schemes to stop the run. And I like them here, man. Just a solid team effort here to get it done. It's going to be a close one. It's going to be a physical football game. It's going to, like I said, come down to quarterback play. Who can outplay who? Who can convert third downs? And who can score when they're in the red zone? And I like Dallas here, man. I do. I'm going to go with Dallas Cowboys here to take care of business on Sunday Night Football. Good. I'm glad that you uh, lived up to your word and you're not picking against the Cowboys again, man. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's good with me. But it's going to be a fantastic matchup, bro. I can't wait to see it. We'll see how it goes. Monday Night Football, we'll close up week number five. Packers 2-2 two and two at the Raiders 1-3. and three. Who do you got here, JJ? Green Bay or Las Vegas? I'm going to go Green Bay here. I think Jordan Love, them, they have a good football team here. They took a head to a very, very good physical uh, playoff contender type team in Detroit Lions, but they don't really go about the type of team that they are. The Green Bay Packers did show some fight. I like what Jordan Love's doing. And like I say, you can't just uh, can't just uh, identify a single out one particular person that their offense can go to. Their offense thrives through everybody there, which make it hard to kind of defensively scheme and take one person out of the matchup. So I like what they're doing defensively as well too they can stop the run they can do some things they can hit you in the mouth they have some playmakers on the outside that can make plays and the Raiders right now man just a lot going on outside of that organization as well as distraction inside of you know people not getting the, you know, the ball and everything that they need to do too so for that reason man give me Green Bay Packers to take care of business uh, against the Raiders Monday Night Football not so fast give me my <laughs> upset pick of the week give me the Raiders to take care of business here man I think I think a lot of bull crap has gone on. You're right, on and off the field in Vegas. A lot of fans aren't happy with Josh McDaniels. Jimmy Garoppolo missed this past week's game with concussion. I think he'll clear protocol. And Devontae Adams, man, he's going to be the key factor going up against his former team. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes for over 100 yards again. And Green Bay, man, they showed their limitations. Special teams, a lot of sloppiness defensively. Joe Barry has his work cut out for him. They could not stop the run. Well, you got Josh Jacobs to worry about now. And so I think they're going to be able to do enough 
to get the, the win at home. They need it if they want to get back on track. And that home field advantage is going to play dividends for them, I believe. 27-23, I like the Raiders over the Green Bay Packers. They pick up a big win in prime time. And that'll do it for week five of the NFL season. A lot of good games on display this weekend. Several teams on by JJ. But man, it should be a good one as we now just wrapped up the first quarter of the NFL season. And now we turn the page for more NFL football, man. This season's flying by. Man, week five already. Uh, and man, it is some great football out there. Uh, if you if you haven't had a chance to watch in, man, watch these games closely. Uh, this is time. This is the second quarter of the season where you start seeing teams that that dominate, take control of their reigns, take control of the schedule, take control of the games that they do. So this second quarter of the season is crucial to a lot of things and how things may shape out towards the later end. So. I'm dialed in. I'm excited for week five. Uh, I can't believe this week, I mean, we ought to pass the first quarter, but I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see week five football, and I'm ready to see how my picks turn out. Same here, man. We'll see just how good we are. But until then, man, have a blessed rest of the afternoon. Take care. God bless. Hey, you too, Isaac. Thank you, and God bless. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.